Welcome to the Ink Productivity Tip of the Day. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today's tip. Not everyone wants to talk about their emotions at work. From Deborah Grayson Regal. Mental health challenges in the workplace are getting worse, not better. Employees' mental well-being took a dramatic dip during the COVID pandemic and is still at risk due to ongoing stressors such as global political unrest, diversity and inclusion challenges, return to office initiatives and economic uncertainty. Half of the global population will develop a mental health disorder in their lifetimes, according to a large-scale study co-led by researchers from Harvard Medical School and the University of Queensland. The widely accepted approach is to increase mental health resources in the workplace, including employee assistance programs, access to support groups, and manager training on how to talk about mental health at work. I know this firsthand, since I've spent the better part of the past three years leading programs on this very topic. Within these widely accepted approaches is the recommendation that managers invite people to talk about their emotions at work. I suggest that people leaders ask, how are you feeling, early and often, to set the expectation that talking about feelings at work is not just acceptable, but helpful. And once you've asked, then you should listen to the answer with empathy and compassion, and without judgment. After all, emotions are just data. And yet, the more I encourage leaders to have these conversations, the more I hear this concern. What if they don't want to talk about their emotions at work? For each of us who will willingly volunteer that we're feeling scared about world events or sad about the lack of inclusion in our workplaces, countless employees do not want to discuss how they're feeling at work. Why? Self-awareness. On average, most people can only name three emotions, happiness, anger, and sadness. So asking someone to share how they're feeling might be like asking them to speak a foreign language. Cultural differences. Emotions may be universal, but expressing them isn't. In Japanese culture, for example, it's less customary to show strong negative emotions in front of others compared to American culture. Lack of psychological safety. When people aren't sure whether revealing their emotional states will be used against them, they're unlikely to speak up. Compartmentalizing. Many employees feel that talking about emotions is for their personal lives and not for the workplace self-management. For some, their feelings are so strong that they fear discussing them at work could lead to a loss of emotional control. So what are we supposed to do to reap the benefits of discussing mental well-being at work without forcing people to talk about something that might feel unnatural, unknown, or culturally inappropriate? 1. Shift the conversation from feeling to thinking. Rather than asking, how are you feeling? Change your language to make it easier and perhaps less vulnerable for people to answer. What are your thoughts? How do you see this? What are your instincts? What's this like for you? What do you wish people knew? What would you like to see happen? Two, learn to read body language. 
You may not get a clear answer from your employees on how they're feeling, but you might notice that they're frowning more than usual or not making much eye contact. Check in with them about what you see, keeping in mind that body language, like spoken language, also has global differences. Three, talk about your own emotions at work without being overly emotionally expressive. Many people conflate expressing emotions with being melodramatic or losing control. You can model a more reserved approach for employees who are less emotionally expressive by letting them know that you're sad, frustrated, or angry without crying or yelling. Four, ask about cultural norms rather than make assumptions. Get curious about your employees' backgrounds and experiences with emotional expressiveness. You can start by sharing how your culture and upbringing contributed to how you discuss feelings at work, and then ask them the same. Five, respect their preferences. Being inclusive means honoring and celebrating cultural, cognitive, and emotional diversity. While it might feel important to you to know how everyone on your team is feeling, it may feel just as important for some of your employees not to have to talk about their feelings at work. If you ask me how I'm feeling, I'm going to tell you directly, openly, and honestly, perhaps with more detail than you were looking for. But if I ask you how you're feeling at work and you say fine, I might need to try a different approach, including respecting that fine may be a fine enough answer. That's it from Inc. Check back weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern for more tips. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.